Hi, I'm MJ. This is Buddha Dude and the Wishbone Fairy, Epic Tales from Madland by MJ Stevens, philosopher of ecological religions. Now, episode eight, Leto does the door. Buddha Dude and the Wishbone Fairy hurried up the stone steps into the sunny stone main courtyard of Klangara Castle for the contagiously funny where they immediately spotted, on the right side of the courtyard, the bearded thinker Leto, wrapped in his blindingly white toga, standing beneath a rainbow of flapping banners in front of a pair of very tall, again sunrise red, intricately carved doors. The bearded Leto was looking eye to eye with a fancy brass door knocker that looked like a lion's head. Leto's back was to them, but they could hear, echoing off the sunny stone main courtyard, Leto's politely but authoritatively inquiring of the commonly observable a fancy brass lion's head, a door knocker, if it had ever met the imagined, eternal, unchanging, archetypal fancy brass lion's head door knocker, that Leto had met, had thought up in his imagination. Leto is also a devotee of Lifeform's imaginary experiences, the always could be criminal insanity channel. Good partners value imaginary experiences as sources of personal healing and cautiously testable new ideas. But Leto believes in the truth of his own imagined thoughts without commonly observable experience verifying them. If Leto thinks a thing up, then he thinks that thing must exist outside his imagination too. For Leto, his imaginary thoughts are the only evidence he needs to believe something exists outside his imagination. Thinking a thing exists outside your imagination just because you think it up without any evidence from commonly observable experience is called a delusion. Buddha Dude and the Wishbone Fairy approached Leto. Wishbone Fairy made a glittery wing buzz and Leto turned around. Leto immediately looked up at Buddha Dude and said, What's your story about the nature of existence? Every sparkle on Wishbone Fairy immediately lit up, and Wishbone Fairy calmly responded before Buddha Dude could gather his thoughts. I'm a good ecosystem partner, and my story about the nature of existence is this. Once upon a time, three partners found themselves at the bottom of a very deep, dark cave. A young partner said, I'm hungry now. An older partner said, we will have to climb to the light at the top of the cave wall to get food. I see a very long, steep, thin, and dangerous cave wall trail that we can climb up to the light and food. The older partner picked up the younger partner and placed them on their back to start to safely carry them up the very long, steep, thin, dangerous cave wall trail to the light and food above. But the third partner stopped them by saying, first, we have to prepare ourselves for our future dangerous climb up the very long, steep, thin cave wall trail to the light and food above. 
Each partner had water carriers. There was a clean spring at the bottom of the cave, but the spring was difficult to reach. The partners cooperated to fill their carriers. They each drank enough water to prepare for the dangerous climb up the very long, steep, thin cave wall trail. The water soothed the hunger pangs of the younger partner. Then the partners cooperated again to top off their water carriers. The partners cooperated to secure a water carrier around each partner's neck so each partner could easily drink with only one hand, the other hand clinging to the cave wall trail as they did the dangerous climb up. Then the partners cooperated to all safely climb up the very long, steep, thin cave wall trail to the light and food. As the partners climbed over the top of the cave wall into the light, they found even more of a complex, ever-changing ecosystem existence than they had found at the bottom of the very deep, dark cave, including multiple diverse life forms, some of which were food for them. All three partners cooperated to prepare a meal that they all enjoyed. Then the partners enjoyed their lives in fields and hills. Four hours later, the younger partner said, I'm hungry now. That is the nature of existence. Everything changes all the time. Existence is change is my story. And the unchanging eternal thing only exists in the imaginations of life forms. Leto made a disturbed snort, then probed. But can't we assume instead that there are unchanging eternal things in existence? Because I can think up unchanging eternal things. Wishbone Fairy quickly responded. Well, I can think up all sorts of things. I can think up all sorts of things that don't exist, and so can everyone. Just thinking something up isn't evidence it exists. We need the evidence of commonly observable experience, the evidence of the feedback of the voices of all now, life form or not, the evidence of existence itself to confirm that something thought up in a life form's unlimited imagination exists outside their imaginations. Even new little ancients demanded commonly observable experience evidence to confirm their belief that internal unchanging things existed. The ancients pointed to the stars as a commonly observable evidence that confirmed their belief that internal unchanging things existed. The ancients mistakenly thought that stars were internal unchanging things because of their limited sensors, their feeble life forms, eyeball sensors that couldn't see the action. But the ancients were wrong. There is no commonly observable evidence that eternal unchanging things exist. The evidence of all commonly observable experience of every aspect of existence from subatomic to cosmic with better sensors is that everything changes all the time. There is no evidence in existence of unchanging things. Unchanging things and ever-changing ecosystem existence are impossibilities that only exist in the unlimited imaginations of life forms. Leto was more disturbed and replied, but how do you know this, that everything changes? Wishbone Fairy quickly responded again. 
commonly observable experience, the voices of the feedback of all now, life form or not, is the evidence that every thing changes. The evidence that existence presents itself about its nature is that everything changes in every aspect from subatomic to cosmic all the time. There is no commonly observable evidence of any unchanged internal thing. All evidence is existence is change. Plato decided to change tap. But who benefits if everything changes and no thing is eternal and unchanging? Wishbone Fairy quickly responded. Good ecosystem partners benefit because everything changes all the time and everything is recycled through simple systems in ever-changing ecosystem existence. This is the one and only life of all life forms, their one and only chance for justice, forgiveness, reward, and rapture. For good ecosystem partners, because this is the one and only life of all, fairness makes right. Fairness, aiming to secure for all, their only chance for justice, forgiveness, reward, and rapture is right now. Existence itself is neither fair nor unfair. It is a life form's response to existence that is fair or not. A life form chooses to respond to existence fairly or unfairly. Bad ecosystem partners choose to be unfair and cruel. They choose that might makes right in cultures of abuse. They choose the purpose of their existence is to cause harm and deny benefit to gain unfair profits for themselves. And bad partners who choose to believe in imagined unchanging eternal things are cultural bullies who ignore, dismiss, deny, or justify their own bad behaviors by blaming them on the imagined commands of imagined unchanging eternal things. They use imaginary experience to make unfairness right. Good ecosystem partners choose to be fair and kind. They choose that fairness now is the purpose of their existence. They choose that the fairness of enjoying partnership with all now is the purpose of their existence. They choose to enjoy their one and only lives as good partners with all now, cooperating to avoid harm to all now, to provide benefit to all now, life form or not including themselves for that all to be all. So good ecosystem partners benefit by cooperating to create cultures of cooperation where fairness makes right. Leto replied, But how do you determine what is the best if everything changes? Wishbone Fairy said, there is nothing to conserve in ever-changing existence. Because ecosystem existence is complex, there are multiple causes and multiple effects for everything. And because life feeds on life in recycling ecosystem existence, all benefits are harms to some partners sometimes, and all harms are benefits to other partners other times. So good ecosystem partners aim for the best for all now to the best of their understanding now. Plato asked, What else might I ask? But Buddha Dude, concerned about the fact that there was no doorkeeper in an epic downpour, a downpour right out of this Madland epic, broke in. You might ask why we are sopping wet. And to add to your commonly observable experience without further dialogue, Doorkeeper a Big Ham has rolled down Hysterical Hill through the always plum purple haze of evergreen hyssop, and under the boundless bridge which crosses over the ribbon of Infinity River beyond the Toral Range, which was flash flooding so epically hard that it immediately carried a big ham away in its roiling froth. Leto calmly replied, Again? He always seems to get himself locked out when he lets someone in. 
Why do you think a big ham gets himself locked out so often? Wishbone Fairy piped in. Cultural freedom! A big ham is a cultural slave master who must be obeyed as he causes harm and denies benefit to gain unfair profit for himself. Good ecosystem partners are culturally free to avoid harm and provide benefit to all now and cooperate to give fair feedback to bad partners to stop harms and restore benefits. Then Buddha Dude broke in again. Someone has to be a doorkeeper in an epic downpour. Buddha Dude could see that Leto was about to question why he thought that was necessary, so he calmly seized Leto by the neck of his blinding white toga, slowly and gently lifted him so his toes were still touching the floor, and began to tiptoe Leto down to the door to be doorkeeper, as Buddha Dude firmly reminded Leto. Someone has to be a doorkeeper in an epic downpour in order to be a good partner and avoid harm to all now and provide benefit to all now, a life form or not, and let life forms avoid the harm of an epic downpour. That is why a doorkeeper is needed in an epic downpour. As Boodoo-Doo gently but firmly set Leto down before the castle front door, he instructed Leto, Be a good partner, a doorkeeper, while we seek out Kung Foolish. And where is Kung Foolish? Leto was about to ask why Boodoo-Doo wanted to know, but he did commonly observe the darkening look on Boodoo-Doo's looming face, and pointed up the stairs. Boodadoo turned back, hurried up the stone stairs to Wishbone Fairy, who he found in a conversation with Fra Blue in the courtyard. Next up, Episode 9, Fra Blue.